Hello and welcome to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and stick around while I discuss mindset hacks and self-development advice that will assist you in unlocking your true potential. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. It's been a little while. I'm holding myself accountable. It's been too long. The last time I recorded the podcast, I actually recorded it three times and it was on mute. So that's why I haven't recorded one. What's changed? Well, I am now a qualified psychotherapist and hypnotherapist. Yes, you heard it here first. I'm actually, well, actually second because I announced it on Instagram before. <laughs> what are you going to learn today on our podcast? Well, first of all, I'm going to give you guys a little run and round since you can understand how busy it's been. I have had an immense amount of clients and almost every single client that I teach, I teach the skills that I'm going to teach today in this podcast. I'm going to teach you guys how to control your thoughts. If you learn how to control your thoughts and filter through your thoughts, what it's going to help you do is capture your life in your commands. You are going to be the driver of your car. Your car is your life. You're going to be put back in the driver's seat of your whole life. We're going to understand, like, if you understand the perspective that I'm going to give you today, if you're going to understand everything, it's going to be this. There is anywhere from 6,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. The quality of your life depends on which thoughts you listen to. If you're going to listen to the thoughts that do not serve you, then I'm sorry, but your life is going to be a downward spiral and you just don't know how to get yourself back in control. Now, this is not a excuse not to get therapy. This is the here to expand and widen your horizons for you to go, you know what? I don't want to do this on my own. I want to get a therapist. And that's what I'm here. I'm here to just widen your horizons, create self-awareness, and share this with people that you know and love if they are dealing with the same thing. It is very much normal for you to have anxiety and depressive thoughts or depressive episodes. As we know, the norm, as we as I call it, and I'm holding up my hand with quotation marks, it's normal to go through downward spirals. Now, if it happens over a long period of time and over, like, it starts to become a little bit more regular, then that's when we have to pay attention to it. Your thoughts fuel your whole life. If you have 6,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, the quality of your life depends on what you listen to. There's 60,000 thoughts that are going to pop into your mind or come through or just pass by. You don't need to listen to a majority of them. What does that mean? A lot of them are just fucking bullshit. You don't need to listen to them. Come on, think about it. When you're driving, how many times do you feel like, I'm going to be a petty bitch and I'm going to drive past and I'm going to beep at this gronk because he cut me off? And you just don't. That is an example of an unhelpful thought. You don't have to listen to every single thought. And then if you do, then you can make the problem bigger and more wider, and then you're going to probably have a road breaking incident. The quality of your life depends on which thoughts you give the microphone to. Yes, I'm speaking into a microphone. Yes, I can sit here and talk forever, but you have your own microphone to your own mindset. The thoughts that you fuel are the thoughts that you give airtime to and the permission to. So the first action that you're going to dive in to controlling your thoughts I do this with my clients. Yes, you're going to pull out a pen and a paper and you're going to write down every single thing that you fear, get specific, my love, you're angry about, 
you're upset about, anything that makes you feel nervous. And you can pause me. Yes, you can pause this podcast and you can come back to it. Okay, get as specific as you can. The more specific, the better this works, okay? And then once you finish that, give yourself a good five minutes because once you put your thoughts onto paper, you realize how stupid they sound. Yeah, they do. They actually do sound a bit dumb dumb. Okay? And then you realize, oh my God, I'm putting these into existence. I'm actually paying attention to all these thoughts that I shouldn't really pay attention to, but I'm worried about anyway. So write them down. Take some time. Really take some time. Get as specific as you can. Once you do that, you're going to get a highlighter or a different color pen. And then you need to highlight or circle or tick the ones that you are in control of. For example, you are not in control of death. Death is inevitable. You are, however, in control of your fears. You are not in control if your best friend betrayed you. You are in control of your thoughts. You are not in control of how other people perceive you. But you are in control of what goals you measure to aim and achieve. Yes? Okay. Another way I help you guys do this is if you draw a little circle and a big circle in the middle of your page. Inside the little circle, you're going to write your name. And the big circle is the outside environment. Inside the little circle, you're going to say everything that you are in control of, which is your beliefs, your mind, your thoughts. Yes, I said your thoughts. You're in control of your thoughts. No matter how much you say it or think it, no one else is in control of your thoughts. I'm not in control of your thoughts. You are in control of your thoughts. You are in control of your feelings. You are in control of everything that makes you, you. Everything outside of you in the bigger circle is the world, the financial strain of like the world, like the inflation, for example, your husband, your kids, that is outside of your control. Okay? You can control you. You can't control someone else. You can only influence. But influence is not control. You can't even control your kids. I'm sorry. You think you can't. You can be a helicopter mom all you like. You're not going to sit here and control everyone outside of you. And how exhausting. Why would you want to? Why do you do this to yourself? You are not in control of anything outside of the bigger circle. In the bigger circle that you're not in control of. So the moment you start to worry and the moment you start to get angry and the moment you start to go into a depressive state, you are worrying about things outside of your control. And I tell you, worrying will not get you anywhere. How many times have you worried about a situation and you've thought of the every single possible outcome, right? Every single possible outcome about this. And then you place yourself under so much stress, you probably lose sleep. You go off at your kids, you go off at your husband, you go off at your friend, you go off at your mom, your dad, and everyone because you're so fucking worried. And nine times out of ten, what you're worried about doesn't even happen. How many times does that happen? Literally, nine times out of ten, what you worry about doesn't happen. And the one percent does. 
But you, humans are wired to pay attention to patterns. Okay? You are wired to pay attention to similarities and not differences. So I invite you to step outside of the similarities and pay attention to the differences. How many times were you worried about something and you were wrong? Nine times out of ten. And I say this during hypnosis a lot of the time. Life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react. I cannot control if my friend betrays me. I can control, however, if I hold up the boundary. I cannot control my children's actions. I can influence their decisions, though. So this high need for control, high need for certainty, for known, for routine. I want you to pay attention to routine when it's helpful. You know, one time out of the ten, let go of it. Life is all about dancing with the unknown, inviting the unknown, the uncertainty. And the more strict and rigid you are in your control, the more likely you're going to have a tough time understanding the world because the world lives in uncertainty. You can worry all you like. It's not going to change the fact. You can stop sleeping all you like. You can worry about your friend and how she betrayed you. How could she? Oh, my God, I need closure. What you like. However, it's not really affecting her or him. It's affecting you. You are not in control of anyone outside of you. And the sooner you know that, the faster you understand. I had a customer call me, a client call me, because I offer 15-minute free consults. And she said to me, it's between you and hypnotherapy and going to those boot camps where you scream your lungs out and you scream so much you get rid of the trauma. I'm so sorry. No. I'm not a fan. Just no. Why would you go to a place and scream out your trauma, harming yourself, screaming your guts out, shaking uncontrollably, You will sound and look like a fucking psycho. When in hypnotherapy, I can help you achieve the same result easier without harming yourself. The aspect of letting go of the quotation, quotation, trauma is letting go, which then goes back to compartmentalization. Why would you go to a boot camp? And I know it's, It's controversial. You see it all over social media. And some people make their money from it. But I'm so sorry. From me, it's a no. Why would you go harm yourself to get the exact same idea, which is letting go? That's not how you let go. Are you saying to me every single time someone cuts you off in the lane when you're driving, you want to let it go, you're going to scream it out? No. I can show you more healthier ways. One of the best, easiest way that I tell people to do, and I did this in an event, write down on a piece of paper what you choose to let go and you no longer want to have anything to do with it. That's it. And then scrunch it up. Take some time to scrunch it up and throw it behind you. Same thing. Okay? I am very well aware there are a lot of different 
your ways of dealing with your trauma and I invite you to go see that. Every professional has their own aspect. However, come on, rationally. Do you really, I mean, it feels good, but you're going to harm yourself in the thing. Go scream into a, blade, a, a pillow. Works the same way. It's not going to help you because every single time you need to let go, you're going to have to scream in this freaking pillow. It's not going to work. It's not helpful, is it? It's just bullshit. I can help you attain the same thing during hypnosis and during therapy. It's all about letting go, okay? You want to embrace and challenge these negative thoughts. So how do you how do you challenge these negative thoughts, right? People will tell me intellectually, like, okay, well, how do you let go of a negative thought? They're like, intellectually, like, let, just let it go. Okay, how do you do that? And they don't have an answer for it. Intellectually, you know you should challenge these thoughts and let them go, but you don't have a process for it. My job as your psychotherapist is to help you fuel that skills gap. That's what it is. It's a skills gap. You know intellectually what you should do. You just don't know how to do it. Like it's like when you first, like when I first got married, I knew I should cook. I didn't know how to do it though. My mum was, she would cook, go work. So she would have that. So that was a skills gap for me. Okay. Think back to like a time where, okay, well, when you're learning a brand new skill, intellectually, you know you should do it. What is there, but you don't know how to do it yet, do you? And that's how you learn. It's a learning process. That's why therapy is a learning process. So what does challenging your thoughts mean? What does it mean? Okay. It means you need to pay attention to what's in your control and let go of whatever you can't. Just let go of anything that you can't because that's more therapeutic. And if you pay attention to what's in your inside your little circle, which is you, in your bubble, that's a lot more helpful. Okay? You can't hold over responsibility. And I know culturally... Us women specifically, or if you're the eldest girl, you have over-responsibility. And then I'll tell you, create that boundary where you're able to give other people, but you are your first priority first. You cannot pour out of an empty cup. It's just empty. And then you go and ask yourself, why am I overstimulated? Why am I overthinking? Why am I on the verge of a freaking mental breakdown? Well, it's because you give others before you give yourself. Like I said, I coach and I'm a therapist to a lot of mothers and fathers. They put others before themselves. And that's where you get wrong. That's where you do wrong. You cannot put other people before you. You cannot. You can pour into your cup enough so if you pour into someone else's cup, you still have leftover. Okay? Gratitude. Now, I am not a therapist that tells you that you told me I'm going through a depressive episode and I'm going to say be grateful for what you have. No, I will not invalidate your feelings. I will never invalidate your feelings. So that's not what gratitude is. You can still have a roof over your head, a car to drive, food on your table, food in your cupboard. Everyone can move and still have depressive episodes and still have anxiety. Gratitude is finding happiness in the small things. So one of the ways that I practice gratitude is I actually thank my Lord. I am Muslim, yes. I thank my Lord for the challenges that he's given me. And whatever I wish upon someone, I wish upon myself. So for example, if I'm in a challenge and let's say someone has betrayed me or someone has done me wrong, I say, oh Lord, please open their eyes and open my eyes too. Oh, Lord, please bless them with goodness 
of understanding their fault as well as me. Whatever you wish upon yourself, wish upon your brother or your sister. Okay? Take yourself out of the equation. Pull yourself apart from the sensitivity. Look at it as a rational point of view. Okay? When you practice gratitude, I don't want to invalidate your feelings. That's not what I'm here for. I want you to go, thank you, Lord, for everything that you've gifted me. Please give me ease in how to deal with this situation. Thank you for the coffee that I drink. Thank you for the $5 that I found in my bank account today so I can buy coffee, so I can live another day. Practice gratitude in the little things. Usually, I practice gratitude in the most weirdest times because at one stage, everything that I have right now, I didn't have. Okay? And the same thing with you. I mean, you came into this earth. Everything was given to you. You were in the hospital when your mom gave birth to you and you were given the clothes on your back. You were given a bottle. Everything was given to you. You were a loser. In this world, we are losers. We will lose when we die. What do I mean by that? You will have everything gone by the time you leave. So everything you have right now, you once upon a time wanted it like the air you breathe. So practice gratitude. And what it does when you practice gratitude, it causes a sort of minimize to what you're dealing with. So let's say if you grab your hands right now, if you're watching this, you'll make sense. If you grab your hands right now, and put it in front of your face and say, this is the problem. This is the problem that you're facing. Gratitude projects the problem, takes it far, far away from you, and everything around you is a not problem. That's what gratitude does. It's like, you know what? I don't want to do this today. We can do with it another day, and I can speak to my therapist about it. Be compassionate to yourself. You've gone through a lot, but now it's your job on whether or not you stay where you are or you move on from it. And I will begin to say to you, the friends that you keep are significantly important. Speaking to your friend is therapeutic, but it's not therapy. Okay? Borderline. It's therapeutic, but it's not therapy. They can help you as much as they can, but it will come to a stage where it starts to be a little bit more personal for them. And that's why you speak to a therapist about it. It's an unbiased point of view. Going to therapy doesn't mean it's relatively something wrong with you. It just means you need another perspective, a perspective shift out of your cognitive behaviors, your patterns. That's why even writing stuff down like journaling and the control list of what I've just told you is significantly important. Controlling your thoughts means you hold value for things that hold value. Whatever area of your life you pull more attention in, you're more likely to get back. If you pay attention to the bad thoughts, then guess what? Your body is going to react. And some people say to me, well, my body reacts first. And I'm going to tell you, no, it doesn't. Your mind is in charge of your entire body. What you adapt and expand and almost like a sponge absorb depends on what happens next as a reaction. So no, your body doesn't react first. Your mind allows it. Now you may do it well or come to a stage where you may do it well. However, you do it well because you just don't know how to filter through which thoughts and feelings are valid and useful. So go back. Let's summarize. How do you control your thoughts? Is it in my control? Okay. What's the problem? And what's the not problem? What's not the problem? Okay. Is it useful that I'm reacting this way? 
No, it's not. Is this something that I need to get therapy for or see an unbiased opinion? There's nothing wrong with you because you have negative thoughts. Everyone has one. Everyone has them. But it depends on the quality of your life if you're going to stay in that problem space or not. And that's what I'm going to leave you today. If you master your mind and incorporate these tips into your life, I guarantee you'll gain control. Understanding that this is a self-improvement podcast to help you initiate that first response of taking control of your life. Things happen to you, but you have a choice on whether or not to react. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this podcast episode helped you in any way, please share it on your socials. You can find me on IG, Safa Alchami, TikTok, The Alchami Life, and you can book to work with me personally through my website, thehypecoach.com. I look forward to working with you. Let's grow.